Lord, be pleased to meet with us. Brother Don, I pray for you. I'm going to ask you to take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Judges, chapter 11. Judges, chapter 11. While you're turning there, I'm going to read a passage of Scripture out of Hebrews 11, verse 32. And then I'll be in Judges 11 with you. The writer to Hebrews says in, in uh, Hebrews eleven thirty two, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Now, in Judges chapter 11, I'd like to read this chapter and then make some comments on this very amazing passage of Scripture. Judges chapter 11, Now Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor, and he was the son of an harlot. And Gilead begat Jephthah, and Gilead's wife bare him sons. And his wife's sons grew up. And they thrust out Jephthah and said unto him, Thou shalt not inherit in our father's house, for thou art the son of a strange woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob. And there were gathered vain men to Jephthah, went out with him. It came to pass in process of time that the children of Ammon made war against Israel. And it was so that when the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to fetch Jephthah out of the land of Tob. And they said to Jephthah, Come, be our captain, that we may fight with the children of Ammon. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, Did not ye hate me and expel me out of my father's house? And why are you come unto me now when you're in distress? The elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, Therefore we turn again to thee now, that thou mayest go with us and fight against the children of Ammon. Be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, If ye bring me home again to fight against the children of Ammon, and the Lord deliver them before me, shall I be your head? The elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, The Lord be witness between us, if we do not so according to thy words. And Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and captain over them. And Jephthah uttered all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. Jephthah sent messengers unto the king of the children of Ammon, saying, What hast thou to do with me? 
that thou art come against me to fight in my land. And the king of the children of Ammon answered unto the messengers of Jephthah, because Israel took away my land when they came up out of Egypt, from Arnon even to Jabbok, unto Jordan. Now therefore restore those lands again peaceably. And Jephthah sent messengers again unto the king of the children of Ammon, and said unto him, Thus saith Jephthah, Israel took not away the land of Moab, or the land of the children of Ammon. But when Israel came up from Egypt, and walked through the wilderness under the Red Sea, and came to Kadesh, then Israel sent messengers unto the king of Edom, saying, Let me, I pray thee, pass through thy land, but the king of Edom would not hearken thereto. In like manner they sent unto the king of Moab, but he would not consent. And Israel abode in Kadesh. Then they went along through the wilderness and compassed the land of Edom and the land of Moab and came by the east side of the land of Moab and pitched on the other side of Arnon, but came not within the border of Moab. For Arnon was the border of Moab and Israel sent messengers unto Sihon, king of the Amorites, king of Heshbon. And Israel said unto him, Let us pass, we pray thee, through thy land into my place. But Sihon trusted not Israel to pass through. His coast, Sihon gathered all his people together and pitched in Jahaz and fought against Israel. And the Lord God of Israel delivered Sihon and all his people into the hand of Israel, and they smote them. So Israel possessed all the land of the Amorites and the inhabitants of that country, and they possessed all the coast of the Amorites from Arnon even unto Jabbok, from the wilderness even unto Jordan. So now the Lord God of Israel hath dispossessed the Amorites from before his people Israel. And shouldest thou possess it? Wilt not thou possess that, possess that which Chemosh thy God giveth thee to possess? So whomsoever the Lord our God shall drive out from before us, them will we possess. And now art thou anything better than Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever strive against Israel, or did he ever fight against them? When Israel dwelt in Heshbon and her towns in Aurora and her towns in all the cities that be along by the coast of Arnon three hundred years, why therefore did you not recover them within that time? Wherefore, I have not sinned against thee, but thou doest me wrong to, to war against me. The Lord, the judge, be judged this day between the children of Israel and the children of Ammon. Howbeit, the king of the children of Ammon hearkened not unto the words of Jephthah, which he sent him. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed over Gilead and Manasseh, passed over Mizpah of Gilead, and from Mizpah of Gilead he passed over unto the children of Ammon. And Jephthah vowed a vow unto the Lord, and said, If thou shalt without fail, Deliver the children of Ammon into mine hands. And it shall be that whatsoever cometh forth of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the children of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's. And I will offer it up 
for a burnt offering. So Jephthah passed over unto the children of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord delivered them into his hands. And he smote them from Aurora, even till thou come to Minith, even twenty cities, and unto the plain of the vineyards in a very great slaughter. Thus the children of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. And Jephthah came to Mizpah unto his house, and behold, his daughter came out to meet him with timbrels, with dances. She was his only child. And she, and beside her, he had neither son nor daughter. It came to pass when, she, when he saw her that he rent his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, thou hast brought me very low. And thou art one of them that trouble me, for I have opened my mouth unto the Lord, and I cannot go back. And she said unto him, My father, if thou hast opened thy mouth unto the Lord, do to me according to that which hath proceeded out of thy mouth, for as much as the Lord hath taken vengeance for thee of thine enemies, even of the children of Ammon. And she said unto her father, Let this thing be done for me. Let me alone two months, that I may go up down unto the mountains and bewail my virginity, I and my fellows. And he said, Go. And he sent her away for two months. She went with her companions and bewailed her virginity upon the mountains. It came to pass at the end of two months that she returned unto her father, who did with her according to his vow, which he had vowed. And she knew no man. It was a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went yearly to lament the daughter of Jephthah, the Gileadite, four days a year. There was a man, the scripture reveals, that was rejected by his brothers, half-brothers. Jephthah was a man that was born of a harlot. And his dad married, had sons by his wife. They told Jephthah, we don't want to have anything to do with you. So he left and he went to a land called Tob. Well, in the process of time, the uh, king of Ammon came up against Israel and was going to make war with Israel. So those that cast him out now have approached him and said, uh, we want you to come back. And he said, well, this is a strange thing. I, you cast me out and now you want me to come back? And he said, uh, if I come back, will you accept me as your head, as your captain? We will. We will. So he did. He did. And he sent a messenger to the king of Ammon. And told him, he said, what, uh, what, what seems to be the problem? And he said, we want our land back. And Jephthah told him, the Lord gave us this land, and we're not giving it back. 
All we wanted to do was pass through. And he wouldn't let us. He came out against us. And God gave us this land. And it's ours. Now they were going to go ahead and go against Jephthah and fight against Jephthah. And the scripture declares that Jephthah went before the Lord. Now Hebrews 11 said that Jephthah did what he did by faith. Jephthah believed God. Jephthah 11.11 says concerning that, Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and captain, and Jephthah uttered all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. He made this a matter of prayer. Told the Lord that which the Lord knew, and Jephthah besought God's guidance and God's direction. And the scripture says in verse 29, after Jephthah had talked, trying to reason with the people, king of Ammon, the scripture says, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah and he passed over. There was going to be a fight. There was going to be a, going to be a battle. Diplomacy obviously didn't seem to work. So Jephthah passed over. Now it's at this point that we find Jephthah is going to make a vow unto the Lord. And this is what Jephthah's vow entailed. He asked the Lord this. In verse 30, 31, he vowed a vow. It said, if thou shalt without fail deliver the children of Ammon into mine hands, and it shall be that whatsoever cometh forth of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the children of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it up for a burnt offering. Now before I go any further, I'm reminded of two men that were on the road to Emmaus. And they were talking about the things that had just transpired in the last few days. And the scripture says that the Lord came and began to walk with them. And he asked them about the things that they were talking about. And they said, um, are you new? Are you new in town? And the Lord said, and you can look at it with me. I'll just turn over there to Luke 24. Beautiful, beautiful passage of Scripture. Luke 24. He said to them in verse 25, Then he said, O fools, and slow of heart, 
Luke 24, 25, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and beginning at Moses and all the prophets he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. He drew nigh to the village and they, whether they went and made as though he would have gone further but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us. It's toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And as it came to pass, it came to pass, as he said it meet with them, he took bread and blessed it, and brake it, gave to them. Their eyes were open. They knew him. He vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us as he talked with us by the way? And while he opened to us the scriptures, I pray this evening that the Lord might be pleased to open unto us the scriptures. I know that the scriptures bears out that Jephthah by faith did what he did. The scripture says he did. Back in Judges 11, he made this vow, whatsoever, Lord, if you will, without fail. Now listen, here's a beautiful picture. What sacrifice does God demand for absolute victory over the enemies of God's people? What is the character what is the character of the sacrifice? Here was Jephthah. And by faith, we know that Almighty God rules in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And no man stays his hand. He doeth as he will. He's God. And he works everything to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and for the good of his people. And Jephthah, by faith, made this vow. Lord, you rule. You rule, like Nebuchadnezzar said, you rule in heaven and earth. Lord, whatever comes out of my house, I'll offer that as a burnt offering. Lord, you provide the sacrifice. You provide that which you demand. What is the character? Well, the scripture says that Jephthah, verse 32, passed over unto the land of our children of Ammon to fight against them. And the Lord delivered them into his hands. And he smote them from Aurora, even Till thou come to Meneth, twenty cities, and victoriously went back to his home in Mizpah. And the scripture sets forth that Almighty God now would set forth the character of the sacrifice that he demands.
This is one of those passages of Scripture that we might look at and say what a sad, sad, sad event. I'm here to declare tonight that this sets forth the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. This sacrifice that's going to come out of this house is going to be his daughter. But I'm telling you that this daughter sets forth the character, a beautiful picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jephthah came to Mizpah unto his house, and behold, his daughter came out to meet him with timbrels and dances. And here's what the scripture says. Jephthah saw her. And when he saw her, he said, Oh, my daughter, thou hast brought, brought me very low. Thou art one of them that trouble me. I've opened my mouth unto the Lord. And I cannot go back. I can't go back. I cannot. And this daughter said an amazing thing to her father. This daughter said unto him, My father, if thou hast opened thy mouth unto the Lord, do to me according to that which, thou, which, which hath proceeded out of thy mouth. For as much as the Lord hath taken vengeance for thee, of thine enemies, even of the children of Ammon. Now I know this, first of all, this is what I know concerning the character of his daughter, a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ, the sacrifice that God demands. She was a precious sacrifice. The scripture sets forth in verse 34 that she was his only child. Beside her, he had neither son nor daughter. Oh, how we look and behold the only begotten son. Almighty God has one Son, the only begotten Son. And He is therefore precious, the precious Lord Jesus Christ. Jephthah knew that Almighty God would move in setting forth the one that was to be the sacrifice. But do we not see the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ? This was his heart. This was Jephthah's heart. He had one daughter, 
I think of Proverbs 23, 26. My son, give me thine heart. I've opened my mouth to the Lord. I, I can't go back. I, I can't. What did it cost the father? I, uh, I scarce can take in the love of the father for the son. I can't. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I have opened my mouth to the Lord. Romans 8, 32, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Lord, what is the sacrifice that you demand? Everything. Everything. I've opened my mouth to the Lord. I cannot go back. Lord, whatever comes out of that house is yours. Here's what I know secondly concerning this daughter. She was a willing sacrifice. Verse 36, she said, My father, if thou hast opened thy mouth unto the Lord, now you think of this, do to me according to that which hath proceeded out of thy mouth. For as much as the Lord hath taken vengeance for thee of thine enemies, even of the children of Ammon. Here was his precious daughter. Behold how we behold her willingness. Father, you made a vow unto the Lord. Do it. Do it. Of the Lord Jesus Christ, he said in John 4, 34, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Look at John 6, 38, 40. John 6. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that if everyone that which seeth the Son believeth on him may have everlasting life, I will raise him up at the last day. Father, If there be any way that this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. I lay down my life for the sheep. Father, you made a vow unto the Lord. Do to me that which you vowed. Thirdly, the sacrifice of God's demand must be a pure sacrifice. Verse 
Verse 37, she said unto her father, Let this thing be done for me. Let me alone two months, that I may go up, down, upon the mountains, and bewail my virginity, I and my fellows. Her virginity was a beautiful picture of the purity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like that lamb before the Passover in Egypt, what was that lamb to be? Without blemish. The angel of the Lord speaking to Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, telling Joseph concerning that which was conceived in Mary. While he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Of our precious Lord. The scripture says in Hebrews 7, Hebrews 7, verse 25, 27. Wherefore he's able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such an high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, made higher than the heavens. This sacrifice that Almighty God demanded as a glorious picture of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the Lord said to the two on the road to Emmaus, in all the scriptures concerning himself, and as he opened up those scriptures, those two men said, our hearts burned. As he revealed to us himself. Those cherubims, Isaiah over the throne, what they cry? Holy, holy, holy. The sacrifice that God demanded to give absolute, without fail, without fail, victory over the enemies of Israel, God's true Israel. What sacrifice does God demand? Precious, willing, pure. And I'll tell you what else he demands. One that he trusts. Look at verse 38. She had said in verse 37, I, I ask you this thing, let me alone two months, that I may go up and down unto the mountains and bewail my virginity, I and my fellows. And look what he said in verse 38. Go. Go. She asked to go for two months. And there's no indication that Jephthah ever doubted that she'd come back. You know why? He trusted his daughter. But concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, Ephesians 
in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be the praise of the glory of his grace, praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Who trusted him first? The Father. The Father trusted him. You think of this. God's honor, God's purpose, God's will, the redemption of God's people, the fulfillment of the everlasting covenant of grace, all in the hands of the surety. Everything. All power given unto the Son that He should give eternal life to as many as the Father has given Him. That sacrifice that God demanded was faithful. Back in Judges 11, the Scripture says she was trusted. Jephthah trusted her. But I'll tell you this, she was faithful. 39, it came to pass at the end of two months that she returned unto her father, who did with her according to his vow, which he had vowed. She knew no man. Jephthah's daughter came back. She said, Father, would you give me two months to go up into the mountain, bewail my virginity? And he said, yeah, yeah. He knew she'd come back. And she came back. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I do only, always, those things that please the Father. And this precious, pure, willing, trusted daughter was faithful to her word. And the scripture says that that vow that he had vowed and whatever the fullness of that vow was, whatever it was, he did it. He did it. And lastly, Jephthah's sacrifice was a remembered sacrifice. The last part of verse 39 and verse 40 says, and it was a custom in Israel, that the daughters of Israel went yearly to lament the daughter of Jephthah, the Gileadite, four days a year. We're here this evening remembering the Lord. We remember. We preach Him. We declare Him. Who He is. He is the precious, pure, willing, trusted, faithful, faithful Savior of His people. And they went up every year and remembered 
we remember the Lord Jesus Christ when we take the Lord's table. Someone might say, well, I, I just see a piece of bread and a little cup of wine. Our Lord gave us this bread and wine, told us to remember Him, and we do. They said, I don't see how that's just something God's people do. Before Brother Scott died, he came over to the study one day and I reached in his pocket and he said, uh, I'm going to give you this knife. And he said, I want to give this to you so when I'm gone, you can remember me. I said, Brother Scott, you think I need a knife to remember you? But you know what? I don't ever take that knife out. I don't remember him. We come tonight in remembrance of him who has wrought a mighty victory over death, hell, and the grave. Who is he? He is our Lord. Precious, willing, pure, trusted, faithful, faithful Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless these words to our heart. Christ's sake.